Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Bulls on Tap. Feels like it's been a while since we've done these, but welcome back to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude, Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here after a 120-102 win over the New York Knicks. Our Chicago Bulls finally pick up a dub dub. Goose, we won, man. We did. And I have to apologize to our fans. I had to go to a wedding in Minnesota, uh, so we had to skip recording after the Rockets game. Though that didn't turn out to be the worst thing because that was a shit game. Um, yeah, I was I there. I watched the first half of the Rockets game on my phone. Second half, I kind of just skimmed through at the wedding. And, yeah, that was that was sickening. Chicago needs better strip clubs. But tonight, Kobe White. Sub-Zero, kicking ass, taking names, saving the fourth quarter. How'd you feel about that, Buzz? Dude, it was awesome. I'm getting texts about it right now. Um, it, it was great to see that. You know, our rookie, I, I kind of like when Kobe gets up for these kind of games, too, because, you know, they have a very high draft pick on their team in R.J. Barrett, who I believe was, what was he, the third pick in this year's uh, draft. So, you know, you Correct. have you have. Yep. Yeah, you, you had him going up against Kobe, and, you know, Kobe kind of outplayed him and did it when it mattered. So I, <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty awesome. Other than that, I love the game that we got from Zach Levine tonight and Wendell Carter Jr. Like, I wanted to get right into that storyline just before this game, you know, even started. There was a little bit of a storyline there. Not that the Bulls had dropped the 18-point 18 uh, lead game that they had on them earlier in the season, but... Wendell Carter Jr. said he was not going to let Bobby Portis go go off. He said, I ain't having it. What did you think about that? I think he's a man of his word because Portis was three for nine, only had seven points. Then again, Fisdale kind of kept him in check as much as Wendell did. Uh, Bobby did get a tee. He scored on Wendell as soon as he came in the game, said some shit, got teed up. That was kind of funny. Um mental warfare at its finest um because i think wendell was just joking around like most of the bulls players are cool with bobby uh they're all good friends but it was just good not to get bent over by portis again because that was painful the first time oh absolutely that 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 pissed me off real bad the first time that went down bobby had dropped 25 points on it 28 points i believe it was on the bulls in their last uh in the last meeting with the knicks but yeah, I love that you know that fire out of Wendell saying, "Hey man, this ain't happening, not on my watch." So I'm gonna stop it. And while we didn't get a bunch of one-on-one mat, uh, you know, one-on-one matchups between the two, I think obviously we could say that Wendell Carter Jr. ended up with a better stat line and ended up with the W. So that was pretty awesome. Um, let's get into also uh, another player that uh, was a controversial. Um, it was a controversial pick for us at the time. Remember uh, a couple years ago when Dennis Smith Jr. was all on Bulls fans' minds over Lowry Markin? 
know they're, yeah, not, I know they're I, not playing I, I, well now, but both of them are kind of struggling a little bit. But, my God, what happened to Dennis Smith Jr.? Uh, I mean, this was his first game back. Uh, he did just recently lose his stepmother, who he was very close with, so I believe he missed seven games, and this was his first game back. Nonetheless, zero points, two assists, two steals. Um, yeah, he just... He just might as well have not have played basketball today because it was not pretty. Yeah, he had uh, turned the ball over three times. I mean, just giving the, uh, you know. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. More more turnovers than assists. That's usually not a recipe for a good game. Absolutely not. But that sparked the Bulls a little bit there in the first. Uh, you know, the Bulls start off in the first quarter being up 30-22 to 22 after struggling for much of the quarter. They went on a little bit of a run there. Some of that run... Uh, it was actually fueled by, you know, Thad coming into the game and uh, our guy Chris Dunn really making some things happen. Um, he might have fouled out tonight, but KD coming off the bench, that bulldog mentality, he, he's had that, and he, he looked real good tonight. Um, he even smacked a tray. That's, that's how you know Chris Dunn had a good night. No, it wasn't a corner three. It was the top of the key three. No backboard, believe it or not. No backboard. And uh, seeing that confidence come out of Chris is nice. And that's kind of the cool thing about him coming off the bench is who gives a shit if he fouls out of the game? He's there to be aggressive and use up the fouls because he doesn't have to finish the game. So go Chris Absolutely. I love seeing it, dude. And I think that you and I both can agree that we've been huge KD guys since he got here. And I'm just glad to see that he's found a role that he's kind of flourishing in. I mean, I know, you know, obviously we're still early in the season here, but it's just kind of nice to see that Chris Dunn's taking this assignment that he was given very, you know, so serious and, and again, flourishing in it. Um, there is another, uh, <laughs> oh God, you know, the Bulls have struggled from uh, three point all year. And I, I just, we just have to talk about this shit. We, we, we just, I, I have to, we have to bring it up. So the Denzel Valentine stuff with Jim Boylan, I have to get your opinion on that real quick, and then we'll dive more. Because he did get an appearance in today's game. Because I he guess did. Jim felt like it today. Jim felt like playing Denzel a minute and 31 seconds, and Luke Cornett played zero minutes. He was the only one that didn't touch the floor. So screw you, Luke. You're on Jim's shit stick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, um, I don't know. Uh, having a coach with a response like that, I, I don't know. Jim's just power tripping or what? Um, that was some power tripping shit, brother. Because, I mean, you could see that from Popovich, but from a guy who ain't done shit, like, whoa. whoa. No, yeah. From a guy that's got his ass kicked by a lot of the bottom-feeding teams in the NBA to start the season with a good roster. Um, I'm sure Jim's probably just tired of hearing how much he sucks, so I can understand the snippiness, but... Let's just hope Otto Porter Jr. comes back because I don't. I could care less if we say Denzel or not, but with the wing depth right now, I'd probably rather see him than Archie. Then again, Archie had eight assists tonight. Yeah, Archie was playmaking Arch, like Arch, a mug Arch, tonight, Arch, dude. Archie Dimes. Yeah, I I was not I was not uh, upset about Archie's performance tonight. Just getting into his, you know his performance real quick. He came in, he had twenty one minutes, five points, eight assists, three boards. I mean, just you know what you're gonna get with Archie. You're gonna get grit. Um, you're in. You're gonna get. It's a lot of hustle and a high IQ basketball for the most part. He did his only made field goal 
was that shimmy that you do at the YMCA's, like Stacy likes to say, on Sundays. That was his uh, <laughs> was his only basket there in the second quarter, I believe it was. A little up and under um, in the paint. But, yeah, you know, RG played real good, and I do agree with you. I'd love to see Otto Porter Jr. come back. I, I, I hope we don't have to wait wait long for that. But his replacement as of right now in Chandler Hutchinson isn't playing too bad. Got himself in some early foul trouble with two fouls in the first quarter. Jim kind of stayed away from him after that. Um, 21 minutes for Hutch, seven points, one assists, and three boards. Two for hey, four. Another, yeah, two other, for four. Uh, other than the fact he's shooting 50% from the free throw line, he's shooting 50% from three-point land too. So, woo! <laughs> but he's woo! got a very slow release though, bud. Hey, I don't give a shit if they go in. That's all that matters to me. That's true. I, I was I was throwing shots because that's what people say. On, you know, they're saying on Twitter, "Oh, I don't want him shooting threes because his release is too slow." Eh, if they go in, they go in. I'll take hey, it. But if I, you can be Andre Roberson with a legitimate three-point shot every now and then, all for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be sweet. I mean, I I've been on the record saying this about Hutch even when we drafted him at the draft that we were at together. Um, I see the work ethic and the drive of a Jimmy Butler in Chandler Hutchinson. Now, I don't know if he's going to turn out to be that dramatic of an improvement of where he was drafted because he was drafted 22nd. Jimmy was obviously 30th. But I always like, had this thing about Jimmy because I watched him at uh, you know Marquette. I thought he was a good player, and I thought he could improve You know, when he started working on his jump shot when he got to the league because when Jimmy first got to the league, it was a dart jump shot. Um, you know, you kind of have that air ball-ish slow release out of Hutch, but that, that athleticism there, that drive is there, that speed is there. So I'm hoping we see Hutch turn into something special. I know that, like, you know, went off on a little bit of a rant about Hutch, but I, I, I do see a lot of, uh, a lot of promise in, in Hutchinson, and hopefully, you know, when, uh, Otto comes back, we can start really watching Hutch, you know, get his feet under himself and, you know, flourishing off the bench. Um... Another guy I want to get into real quick, Lowry Markinen. He struggled again, buddy. He's on the struggle bus right now. 13 points, 8 boards, uh, 2 assists, 6 turnovers, man. 4 for 10 from the field, 1 for 5 from downtown. I, I, I don't know really what else to say about Lowry's play as of late, but it's just something's off. Well, and they finally released that he has an oblique injury that apparently happened a couple weeks ago. Um, a lot of the turnovers came on him attacking, though. So, in a way, I can't be too upset. Um, we still won. Definitely can't have that. Um, if he's that hurt, maybe he should just sit. Um, maybe give Thad the start. I mean, he did play less minutes than Thad tonight, so maybe that's a little telling in where he's kind of at right now. Um, but, you know, the eight boards is still pretty solid to see. Um, it's a little bit over his average for the year. But uh, hopefully Lowry comes to life. I know he's got it in him. It kind of made me sick seeing some of these Lowry doesn't care about basketball hot takes on Twitter. Um because I don't think he's he's going Darko Milicek on us. I think he still loves basketball. <laughs> um, so let's let's not go crazy. Maybe it's just a minor injury. Um, but I think 
the beast will be awakened at some point in the season. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm worried about it, but like you said, that injury that came out, the oblique injury that came out, I, I do think is a, a key factor in why Lowry hasn't been playing the basketball that you and I and everybody else that is listening to this podcast right now knows that he's capable of. You know, there there there's just happening there's a underlying thing there. It is nice to see him being aggressive in his six turnovers. Like you said, most of them were coming from trying to attack. A lot a couple of them were just back to the basket stuff where it just seems like he lost handle of the ball. But you know, I mean, look what can you do? The guy's battling an injury. I I don't expect this to keep up all season. I mean, I would I'd be very very surprised if he's not able to finally get into a groove at some point in time this season. Um, other than that, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Knicks here. Uh, you know, not having pa- Alfred Payton, who's hurt right now. They had, uh, they had Frank in the starting lineup today, 29 minutes for him. He went one for four. He only had three points, but he had four assists. The guys that really just kind of took it to us was, was that, that starting lineup there. I mean, their bench didn't really give them too much to go to town about. I mean, they had uh, between Knox and Portis, those two combined had 17 points. And then uh, Dotson had five points. So, I mean, they only had like 22, 23 points off their bench. And then, you know, it was Barrett with 21, uh, Morris with 22, who just absolutely started the game off horribly. He started 0 for 9. Morris Sr. started 0 for 9. He ended up 6 for 17. For 22 points. You had Julius Randle, 5 for 15. He was attacking Lowry quite often here, but he just couldn't seem to put it together. And then you had our guy, Taj. 26 minutes, 8 for 10 from the field, 17 and 5, hard hat, lunch pail kind of numbers, man. So uh, I feel the Bulls played, you know, a pretty uh, good brand of basketball against New York, um, obviously, we want to be a little bit more crisp because New York is a bottom feeder. We want to separate ourselves from that. But anything from New York that you liked? Anything that uh, from the Bulls' defense that you liked? Uh, I mean, Barrett was pretty impressive tonight. Um, he's been a little bit of a mixed bag so far in his rookie year. But um, it was kind of cool to see him play. I don't know that I'd call it a good brand of basketball. I think Kobe White saved our fucking ass, but... Um, that's, that's all right. I mean, you don't want your rookie to save you, but if your rookie's also capable of saving you, that's a good thing. Uh, the defensive end, man, every time we say the word defense, I do think of Zach, and I don't know if that's because of Twitter or because his defense really just is that shit, but (sighs) it's, uh, it's frustrating because there is times where you feel Zach comes back in the game and it's like, shit, we were, like, giving up points now. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is he's, like, really trying to get into the passing lanes, and I've noticed that. He's been trying to jump that even more than he did last year, and then it seems like sometimes he'll try to take that individual effort to guard somebody. It's just it, no one's ever going to tell me it's a lack of uh, – athleticism on Zach's part, because we know that's not the truth. It's it's a lack of want to, you know what I'm saying? Because he's trying to conserve himself, you know, conserve himself from the other end of the floor, and that's just not a way to be in my mind. But I digress. I, I guess I'm not out there every night doing it, so I can't really speak on that. But I, I wish he'd play a little bit better defense as well. Yeah, it's like you watched LeBron James play defense instead of Michael Jordan, and now we just got this just 
sticking your face in your jersey, wiping off your sweat, ball watching, not watching your man, and then you get back cut, and that's all she wrote. Um, so that went outside of defense. Like I said, anytime I say defense, I, I go right to Zach. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. continues to step it up, uh, becoming a little more involved on the offensive end. That was kind of encouraging to see. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Wendell, he's coming into his own. I, I wrote an article uh, about this on ontapsportsnet.com about, uh, you know, Wendell really just kind of stepping up. And, you know, I mean, he was even talking to the media about how he goes, you know, I know Lowry's going to be fine. I told him to keep shooting the ball. You know, I mean, just shit like that. You know, he's – Wendell's really coming into his own. You can tell he's a guy that comes from winning programs. And then he, he's tired of losing. It's time to start winning. And uh, nothing but respect for the man, you know. Um, he, he's been playing out of his mind for us. And I just, I'm very excited. I, I love watching Wendell Carter Jr. play basketball. And, and that's a – an utmost compliment, I think, you know, just because this guy just, he's doing it on the offensive end, doing it on the defensive end. But a guy that we got to talk about, because we had brought him up before, but then we got into defense, so, you know, we got upset and we talked about Zach and got into Wendell. We got to talk about Kobe White. He's the first rookie in NBA history to knock down seven three-point field goals in a quarter. That's Kobe White, and he hit all of them in the fourth quarter. He set a Bulls record for most three-points Three-pointers in a single quarter with seven. Kobe White, like you said, bailed this team out. This kid's special. And he left to a, a standing ovation, man. He left to a standing ovation tonight. He scored 23 of his 27 points in the final quarter, brother. Hitting daggers. Making sure we no, pick up the hit, win. He hit five straight on seven in total. That was, whew, I like, he was even hit. he was drilling them in between dead balls. Like, um, and I just saw on Twitter, uh, in between us talking here, he said it was the hottest he's ever been in a basketball game in his life. So, hopefully, you know, he can learn how to harness that and, and unleash it every fourth quarter because we're going to fucking need it. Um, but... <laughs> You know, that was that was fun. And that's something that hasn't been able to been said so far a lot this season. Well, so, you know, he had his old college you, coach Boy. in the building, dude. Roy Williams was in the building tonight. Yes, I did see that. So that he'll never leave UNC. Yeah, that might have had something to do with it. Uh and then one more thing about this game before we move on to the next real quick. Uh my guy Christopher Komka from NBC Sports um, posted this, and uh, this is just a little shout-out to our guy Fred from Comca. Lowry Markinen, seventh overall pick in 2017, was a plus seven tonight. Wendell Carter Jr., seventh overall pick in 2018, seventh double-double of the season was tonight. Kobe White, seventh overall pick in 2019, seven threes in the fourth quarter, franchise record, 7-7-7. Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> it's, yeah. every, it's everywhere, bro. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. No, yeah, and Wendell was seven eleven field goal. Kobe was seven eleven three point. <laughs> we can we can do this shit all night, bro. I'm telling you, man. Seventh championship, twenty twenty one. I mean, uh, I think we got a long way to go, but uh, 
if it's fate, it's fate. You know, yeah. you can't you can't run from it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So moving on into uh, when or oh God, what is today? Today is Tuesday, isn't it? So this would be Thursday, November fourteenth. Thursday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. The Bucks have a 92.3% chance to win this game, leaving the Bulls a 7.7% chance. To and that, win this game. and that, you want to know why that sucks so bad? Because after tonight's win, we are literally a half game out of the playoffs, behind Charlotte and fucking Cleveland. The Atlanta Hawks are three and six. The Detroit Pistons are four and eight. The Orlando Magic are three and seven. The Washington Wizards are two and six. And the New York Knicks are two and nine. So as shitty as we have started and as much further up the standings that we should be, we're still in this motherfucker. Not for sure. For sure. And, I mean, did you hear what I said about the matchup predictor? The Bulls have a 7.7% chance to win. Oh, wow. Yeah. They So Milwaukee's got a 92.3 and the Bulls have a 7.7, bro. It's in the games at seven o'clock. Oh my fuck! What oh my fuck? god! There's some goddamn sorcery going on around this pitch, dude. And we have seven losses. We're just not gonna lose again all year, baby. Oh, all year. This might be episode seventeen, but this is up. This is the seven episode right here. So. <laughs> Obviously, the Bulls are going to have to come out and play some hard-nosed defense. That's going to have to happen because you're going up against Greek Freak. Uh, a saving grace is, I mean, and I hope the guy's all right. I hope he does come back quick. He's a nice guy. I, I hate that he plays for Milwaukee, but Middleton's going to be out for a couple weeks with his injury. So, you know, um, Kyle Korver's also day-to-day for Milwaukee. But when you're playing the Greek Freak and the Lopez brothers, <laughs> it's been Merrick Bledsoe. Well, you got to be careful. So uh, hopefully the Bulls come out, try to contain the Greek freak, make everybody else on that team kind of beat you and go from there. But with a 7.7% chance, I feel pretty comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to bet any money on that, but I'll uh, roll in with a little bit of confidence. And then when it gets shed on, I'll blame you. That's fine. I, that's, I'm usually blamed for shit anyway, so that's totally cool. You got anything else, brother? No. Uh, take it easy, Bulls Nation. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. We either uh, start getting on a winning streak here or we suck so bad Jim gets fired. We need one of the two to happen, though. Yeah, for sure. Everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. November 16th, this Saturday, we have a live event. At the Murray Brothers Caddyshack Restaurant in Rosemont, come check us out. It's an all-day affair. We'll be there at about 11 o'clock, going all the way till 6 o'clock at night. Most of uh, ONTAP will be in attendance, so make sure you come on through. Bring some cash to donate to the charities that will be involved with us there and uh, have an empty stomach so you can crack them. So, again, be sure to go to ONTAPSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at BullsOnTap, at BuzzOnTap, which is me, at Bull scripted, which is my dude Goose, and more importantly, at ONTAP Sportsnet. We'll be back after Thursday's game when the Bulls play the Milwaukee Bucks. As for now, we'll say later, Bulls Nation.